Hello, and you're listening to Anchored in Truth, a podcast where we see the gospel and life collide. My name is Jonathan Lee, and today we're going to be talking about a very hot and very passionate subject, race, racism, and how should the church respond? And I'm here with Pastor Elijah from Harvest Christian Fellowship, a friend, and I'm blessed to be able to call him my friend, also a co-laborer in the Lord as we get to serve together. And today we're going to be talking about race, racism, and how the church should respond. But before we get into that, Elijah, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, obviously, he said my name is Elijah. I kind of I grew up in San Bernardino, uh, and obviously, <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> in, a, in a sense, obviously, I'm a believer before I'm anything. But um, so that brings a unique experience. But um, um, I'm married. I have three kids. I've been married sixteen years. Um, I have a fourteen-year-old an eight-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, which is really interesting because um, <laughs> they're so spread apart. But I've been going to Harvest for 20 years. Uh, felt called to ministry for many more <laughs> years than that. But um, I've been a pastor over there for two years. But it's just a blessing to be able to support my brother in the Lord and the work that he's doing. So, And I miss you, man. Our offices are like <laughs> right, right in the same vicinity down the hall from each other. Yep, and that now we're we're having to meet via technology through different means and stuff, and yeah. I know it's kind of longing for us to be able to to meet together. You know, it's it's crazy. Like I know you're kind of probably like me, just caught off guard with everything that's taking place. I mean, you've seen the memes of 2020, how people yeah. have like one thing, and it's like this happy picture, and then 2020, and it's like destruction. <laughs> yes, um, and and it's just crazy to think like this year has been crazy with the coronavirus and and I can't help but think like this is a time that you would hope as society you know we would all like work together for wanting to care for one another and I, not to say that hasn't happened because we've seen it and we can look on different stories that's taken place but yeah. now more than ever it seems the opposite has happened that there's division there's there's you know, looking at, you don't have to go far in the news and you see what's taking place. And obviously on May 25th, when George Floyd, um, with the incident with a police officer and he died and, yeah. how, um, and obviously people are responding. And, and I think, you know, we live in America and there's a, a there's the right we have to respond. But right. what I'm talking about is, um, the, the looting and the rioting. And even in the church though, um, I'm sure you've seen it. it. This is a very hot topic and it becomes yeah. divisive, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, I was just thinking about that this morning um, because all you have to do, like we already know media is bad. When you look at media, the way that they spin things, uh, a lot of times it just seems like they want to get an emotional reaction. When you look mm-hmm. at the headlines, the first thing you see is white police officer kills black men. And the reality of that is like, yeah, that's what happened. But they they put it that way. And I think it's to 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 just get that emotional reaction, Mm because the reality is before we even get into this topic, we don't know if this is just some bad cop who decided to kill a man. We don't know if he had problems with black people and he just wanted to kill a black man. We don't know if this was racially motivated, but Mm -hmm. um, it, it, 
in the context of where we live in the United States, that's just how people are seeing it. And I think the media yeah. plays a big part in that. But now you go to social media and social media, we're seeing a lot of different reactions to everything that's going on and specifically in the church, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of division. People are mad because people are being silent. People are being mad because people are saying certain things. And I just think of the words of Jesus, a house divided against this, uh, uh, the house divided against itself. Right. And you can't stand, you know, yep. the enemy's tactic is to divide and conquer. Yep. And that's exactly what's going on in the church, man. A lot of people are just being divided over issues that God is going to one day solve, you know, mm-hmm. when he comes, when Jesus, when Christ comes back to earth, all these issues will be taken care of. So. Yeah. That's, that's really good. It's that's something that I've noticed just that this is like a way the enemy is coming in within the church, not just outside the church um, yeah. that you're seeing that. And you're right. It's you either respond a certain way. People are unhappy. Or if you don't say anything, you know, there's going to be an, why aren't you saying anything? And, right. you know, like, I think like when we really boil it down to, you know, and I don't know if you'd, you'd say this the same way, but you know, the way I'm t- kind of talking to my kids is, not so much about, you know, race so much as we're all made in the image of God. Genesis 1, yeah. 26 talks about how he created man and, and talking about human beings in, in, uh, in that setting is that we're right. all made in the image of God. And in that mindset, like that changes how you view people, right? Right. That's, that's the perspective we have to have regardless of color, regardless of your background, regardless yeah. of anything is that we're all image bearers. And so I don't, what do you, what do you think about that as kind of like a point of talking uh, in a biblical mindset? Yeah, I think that this is the reason why the gospel is so, so important because mm-hmm. um, once a person comes to Christ and they get into their word, um, they, they begin to transform their mind. Um, it, 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 it kind of gives you a reset. You go from looking at people and valuing them for the outer things, because the reality is race. When you think of race, a lot of people take pride in their race or they judge mm-hmm. people because of their race. And this is something that has nothing to do with you. It's, it's not something that you, you chose. But the one thing um, that the gospel does, it equalizes everything because we, it, we understand that our, it levels the playing field because yes. we understand that everybody is created in the image of God and all lives are equally valuable. Mm-hmm. So I think when we get to that place where we see these horrible acts happen and we realize that a person in, created in the image of God um, was, was murdered or an unborn baby, uh, human life that's created in the image of God, um, when we have that image of God mindset, I think that is a better way to look at things and to look at it as just separating ourselves into some group and taking on a cause for a specific group. Now, because of people are because people are created in the image of God and you see some type of injustice, that should be our focus to mm-hmm. fight for everyone to have um, that equal value. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. I'm kind of all well, over the place. No, but. and and that's good because you also see that as God's heart throughout the Bible, um, His heart for the widow, the oppressed. Um, he even yeah. reprimands Israel for their injustice that they did, and hence why they 
were judged and we see the Syrians with the northern tribe or uh, the Babylonians with Judah, that we see that there's this injustice taking place and that like grieves God. And so that's where you're, what you said is so true as believers, especially as ones who understand that, that we're made in the image of God, how much more so for those other image bearers, you know, yeah. and, and like you said, so that's really good. And then it's a biblical yeah. mindset for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think as a church, when we look at human life, um, anytime there's a loss of human life, it's tragic. And mm -hmm. I think our, because people are creating the image of God and we are, um, and we're believers and we understand that it, our first reaction to all these things, and I have mentioned this before, is to, is to pause and, mm -hmm. and step back. And I think beyond that is compassion. Mm. Because a lot of times when you look at the situation, our first reaction is an emotional reaction. And there are a lot of different, in the monitors, triggers that cause people to have an emotional reaction uh, that tends to, and that's where the divide is, I think, in their initial reaction. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we should operate in a way that we extend grace to our brothers and sisters, regardless of um, what color they are, regardless of what they're, um, how they see these things, because that initial reaction might just be based off emotions. I think about all the, all my black friends on Facebook and family, even how a lot of them were extremely outraged mm -hmm. to the point to, they were saying some really um, divisive things. And then I think of all my, um, white friends, brothers and sisters, they don't know what to say. And the reality is, if someone is not speaking up about these things, we need to have grace with them because we don't know what's going on in their mind. Yeah. And if you have friends who are outraged in this time, especially like a part of the black community, have grace towards them. Because yeah. I wouldn't judge a person's character based off their initial reaction. But as Christians, our job is to, our job as we're looking at the world, react to these things is not um, to go straight for correction or bring up um a counter argument it should be compassion it should be love and you build that relationship you listen to people and if there's correction needed i think people can receive correction a yeah bit. so and, and that's yeah. and i think that's really good because on one hand there is this right this wanting to speak out because sin is sin and we should speak up right. against things that are sinful um, that are wrong. And you even said in the beginning as, as a believer, our hope is in what Christ will do as he makes all things and he's coming again to make all things new. And right. so we, we have that longing for, um, and I think that goes on both sides that, you know, whether for you, as you mentioned, uh, your family, for example, and giving them grace and for me to have grace towards those and how they're, they're reacting to this. Um, but I also think like the image of God aspect isn't just for those who are oppressed but i also think of like police officers you and i yeah. we have friends that are police officers that go to the church and yeah. you know i thought about them even um when things when there was protesting going on i said lord please keep everyone safe both sides because those two those men and women who serve um they're image bearers as well yeah that's actually a great point um when i was younger even as a younger believer, I felt like I was mistreated by the police. Mm -hmm. And I had an extreme hate, hate for police officers. And what God did in my life 
was he sent police officers into my life who were kind and I started to become friends with them. Mm. And I realized at that moment that behind that uniform, behind that badge, um, was just another image bearer, someone mm. who was created in the image of God. And he was just, um, and it helped me to, to recognize that these titles and stuff that we have, these titles, these um, things that divide us, they're really just, the enemy can use those things to um, cause you to not see people as um, image bearers, but instead see them as a, uh, I don't know, it, de it, it dehumanizes them. Yeah. So when I begin to meet other people and have conversations, I realize, hey, man, this, this guy is just a man just like I am. And we know when we're dealing with people, whether it's a police officer, a pastor, people in different races, there are bad apples in every bunch. Mm -hmm. And but on the other side, there are people who. Um, let me just say this. What Martin Luther King said was so profound, judging people by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin. I would also say by the color of their uniform, because um, the reality is these are just people who are created in the image of God. man. And another thing about about that, we're all falling and mm -hmm. people are going to have their faults. And that's where grace comes in. And that's where love comes in, knowing that the way that I project, whatever I'm projecting to this person, if it's not... Um, if it's if it's if it's not in a manner that's Christ-like, I may miss an opportunity to win this person to Christ. And um, I know I'm kind of all over the place. Sorry, it's because yeah. I have distractions. My cat keeps trying to follow, <laughs> and, I, and I'm outside. <laughs> but um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, even if I'm in a position as a believer where I feel like I'm impressed, oppressed. The Bible has a lot to say about that. Like mm -hmm. when, when it, um, even when it talks about the bonds, the, the relationship between a bond servant and a master, like we serve God first. And, and, and our, the most important thing we can do for that other person is reflect Christ to them. Because mm -hmm. we're not trying to just be enemies with everything. And the best way to, um, the best way to eliminate an enemy is by creating a, a, a friend. You know, if, if it's through the gospel, because if you take an enemy and turn him into a brother in Christ, you know, you guys are no longer enemies. But, um, yeah, you know, well, so. And, and I and that's, I think, amazing to think about and like how the gospel changes us because it changes how we view each other, too. It's right. not just the change inwardly that we go from sinner to to being counted righteous or being uh, fallen to being saved it also changes how we view and perceive one another. And though right. we could look at another person as someone who's a sinner, we also see how the gospel changed us and the aspect to love them just as greatly as God loves them. And so uh, let me ask you this. How do you think then the church should respond? Like we said, it's, it's very, people are very passionate. They're divisive sometimes, but what, what yeah. do you think would be the, the best way for the Christian, the church to respond during this time? Um, you know, I think I, I, I could just give them the process that I, I, I kind of went through. Mm -hmm. um, I told you that I used to, I didn't, I hated the police and God changed my heart, obviously. But when in situations like this, racism or anything, whenever you see a tragedy, I think there's a way that Christians can respond. And the ultimate goal is to reflect Christ 
to um, other people. And the first thing that I recognize is that I had to pause in wisdom. I had to pause. I think when we see situations like this, the first, the, our first initial reaction um, can lead to an overreaction. Mm-hmm. So what we should do is pause and seek God so we can have a response instead of a reaction. And so I paused and then I prayed. I prayed for wisdom. So I paused in wisdom, then I prayed for wisdom um, because we need to talk to God about these things. He's the creator of the universe. God is not a respecter of person. We are all made in his image. As you said, we're all image bearers. So we need to go to the creator of the one whose image that we are created in, right? And talk to him about these things. And then we need to listen. And, and, and that brings me to the third thing is to read from wisdom. Read from the Bible because the Bible already touches on these things. The Bible mm-hmm. is what's going to correct our thinking as believers. Yeah. And the Bible... Like, we wouldn't even know we were created in the image of God if God had not spoke that through his word. And because of that, it breaks down all the, the, the lines and, and the divides and just says, hey, you're an image bearer. Everybody else is an image bearer. This is how you're supposed to uh, act towards other image bearers. You're supposed to reflect Christ to them. This is where your thinking should be. It puts you in line with God. And once you're in line with God and you seek, you, 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 um, after you um, seek that wisdom from his word, then you can respond. Mm-hmm. And maybe that respond, maybe God is speaking to you in a way that says, just be silent. Maybe God is telling you to um, put out more scripture. Maybe God is telling you to call your friends who are angry on social media and just listen to them. But, but we don't do that initially, initially because we, have not paused, we have not prayed, we have not turned to God's word and read, and therefore we haven't responded, but we've reacted. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my process that I've went through, and it's helped me. And it's not, not just in this situation, but in a lot of situations, because you wanna, what you want to project out there is what God has given us, like, you know, his word. So, Yeah, yeah. that's, that's Ho- really good. Hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully you edit this. We might not, we might just derail too because all the distractions. If you have time, oh, I think it's our, better. Our it. I think it's but better it's that way. Wrong. You know, yeah. I like I yeah. like it like that. And yeah, uh, you know, the idea of pausing is huge because I know we live in a society that, especially as you mentioned, social media, we're very quick to want to react. You know, yeah. someone says something or posts something, it's like, oh, how da- dare they? Or yeah. You know, the, and the aspect of praying because the, the desire to be thinking of what God, the way God wants us to think, um, yeah. to be in his will, to read because we haven't from responding out of that, I think is huge. Um, yeah. and, and ultimately, I think like the way I look at, it, at this is because you and I have been greatly loved by God because he first loved us and we look to the cross, we look at the cost, we look at what took place, what Christ has done. Man, what an amazing thing to know that we are greatly loved that way that God in flesh, Jesus Christ would die for us to take our sin, our payment, our our judgment, the wrath of God. And then he rose again, conquering sin and death. What a great thing to think about. And because Mm -hmm. I'm greatly loved, guess what? You and I can love others greatly too because of that great, great transformation that took place. In the beginning, you mentioned 
that, you know, as a believer, you know, more so that's your identity more so than, than race, you know? Yeah. And what a huge thing for the Christian to kind of hold on to, because you can know these truths and you can have correct doctrine, if you will. But if you right. don't live it out culturally, then you're missing the point. And we yeah. could look all throughout history, especially in America, where there was churches, where they had the right doctrine, but they did not live it out. And there was right. segregation, there was still racism, there's still hate. And that's yeah. why it's so important for us to guard and protect and live out the gospel truly. So I, I think that's so huge and so important. So I love that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and I'll just, just at a gospel point, I think about the greatest injustice, um, you know, took place when Jesus went to that cross, because mm-hmm. we talk about the injustice against mankind and, and different people groups. And you think about, we're all sinners. And at the end of the day, um, I'm not saying that people deserve to be treated a certain way by another person. But the Bible does say the wages of sin is death. And we all deserve that death. And when you think about Jesus, he was perfect. Mm. And he faced that injustice. And then he died for all other injustice. You know, and obviously putting our trust in him, um, you know, we get to spend eternity with him. Yep. Uh, but I just think of as he's going through this, he's been, he's being beaten. He's being spit on. He's being looked down at as he is raised on that cross. He says, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And, and he's talking about the injustice that was happening right then and there. And Jesus didn't give stipulations on his forgiveness. He didn't say, father, forgive them if they were, if they repent of this heinous act that's going on, he just said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the kind of heart that will help with the church when it comes to racial issues. Yeah. You have to have a heart and a willingness to forgive people because a lot of these people don't know what they're doing. A yeah. lot of things are just taught. They don't understand being um, created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And if we can forgive without strings attached, and not hold, harbor bitterness in our heart over these things, then you can start those conversations. You can show love to a person that hates you. You can show love to a person who has committed a great act of injustice. And because our ultimate goal is to lead people to Christ, is to make these image bearers become people who are created in the image of God to mm-hmm. sons and daughters of God. Mm-hmm. And that's our ultimate goal. Yep. In all this. So if Jesus can say and you can correct me if i'm wrong um we are accountable for our sins but it didn't seem like jesus made people who put him on a cross accountable for that particular sin as he said forgive father forgive them for they know not what they're doing and what we do is we leave all that other stuff to god and we just forgive people and 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 let god take care of the rest of that you know so i mean you understand what i'm saying (laughs) yep yeah that's good and I, i think what a great reminder of the injustice of the cross, you know, he who knew yeah. no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. It's good, man. Well, I, I appreciate Elijah for your time, your insight. Yeah. Um, you know, just even how the church should respond, I think was huge. And that's my prayer um, that, that as Christians, we do respond the right way, um, which is honoring to the Lord, but also how do we point people to Christ through all of this? How do we love other people? as we have been greatly loved. And I think that's super helpful. So thank you so much, man, for your time. Thank you for uh, just talking about this uh, very hot topic 
people are passionate about. I get it. But thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully we can do this again. And from one image bearer to another, um, hey, man, we're brothers in Christ. And that's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so God bless you, man. Um, bless your family. Thank you for having me on. I would love to come back and do this again. Uh, next time I'll be a little bit more sharper. I won't go outside with all the loose <laughs> and everything. But <laughs> God bless, man. Thank you, Pastor Elijah Braggs. This is Anchored in Truth, where the gospel and life collide. Even in moments like this, we get to see the gospel work in a mighty way. If you like it, please subscribe. Thank you, and God bless you.